Ladies and gentlemen, before we start this here episode of the Fangamer Podcast, I want to give a quick little warning. Uh, when Garrett made the show thread, he screwed up a little bit by uh, posting the schedule for the actual gameplay points. He added an extra week in there, and as you'll hear, uh, this week on the podcast we talk about completing the game. You guys still have another week to really do it, I suppose, but yeah, I guess if you haven't beaten it yet, just hold off on listening to this until you do. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Fangamer Podcast. This is episode 93 and the final episode of our Game Club podcast for Psychonauts. Woo! And I literally (laughs) (laughs) just finished the game only 10 minutes ago, so everything is fresh on my mind. Ben Kerrigan, my host here, my co-host, when did you finish the game? Last night, or actually this morning around 5 a.m., Whoa! Yeah, buddy. Like a baller. Psychonauts okay, Crystal. On this How file, I didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've beat it uh, before. I did beat it. I last time I beat it was six weeks ago, so it's still oh, pretty fresh. That's not bad. I'm about to say, like, someone's got to hold up the uh, the Liz part of the podcast where they just decide not to beat the game on purpose. Yeah. Uh, I tried to, ending. and then my and game then glitched in the later. middle of Glorious Theater, and I was like, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> The big reveal that no one beat it. No, I beat it. Where's a Lobo? He better be watching. I beat it, buddy. He's celebrating didn't, Thanksgiving. Didn't Skype it. Oh yeah, it's uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm gonna. I should celebrate both of those. Why not? I need an excuse to have turkey twice in a row. Take a sweet nap. Anyway, before we get into Psychonauts, even though I've got lots of notes, not necessarily in any sort of good. organization pattern to talk about but i have them let's talk about everyone's week what we've been up to uh let's see crystal pointed at a piece of paper that i'm assuming has notes on it so what do you have to say what have you been up to this week crystal this is all psychonauts notes but this oh no oh no okay well besides that what have you been up to besides uh thinking about playing psychonauts and playing it a little bit uh i'm still playing reading historia i hit 21 hours of playtime so I guess you can blame that for the reason why I didn't finish Psychonauts this time. <laughs> oh man, that's funny because I played about ten or eleven hours of Dead Island in two days with some people online, and that's also where a lot of my Psychonauts time went that I was supposed to be spending earlier. But um, I, so wait, this Shadow of the Colossus HD remake thing with Ico came out. Yeah, or, it's a game. Yeah, it came out like what last week or that? Yep. Haven't you been playing the crap out of it? Why not? I, I, know you're a I don't have a PS3 fan. yet. You, have a shrine. you don't have a PS3? Nope, not yet. I was going to, what? but then it didn't happen. I feel like you've had a PS3. Just like you were going to go to PAX, but it didn't happen. The future That's just sad. refused to change. <laughs> so, do you own it, though? And is it part of your, your team, whatever, Ico Shrine? Yeah, I do have a copy of it. And I did <laughs> recently just order the Japanese edition. Well, so why Japanese edition? Did you get the 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 American version as well, or? Yeah, the the Japanese version is a limited edition where it's like two separate copies and like I think an art book's attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's all for the goodness of the shrine. That's why I have two uh, copies I of see. it. Yeah, 
You gotta obey the gods. The Far From Subtle guys, uh, awesome video games have been playing it, and I watched it, and oh, I thought, really? oh, man. It gave me the idea of, it would be interesting to play that game again as a very short game club, the remake. Uh, the one because, week? Yeah, for like a week, because we've already talked about it, but it was the very first game club we did, and I feel mm-hmm. like I have a very different perspective of what game club is now and what I hope to achieve with it. Um I don't know that my opinion would necessarily change. The remake might change that because I've gotten rid of some of the issues I had. But um, I don't know. It's been over a year or so since we played it. So I don't know. Just an idea floating out there. I know Ben has a PS3 now, right? I do. Have you been I playing? just don't have any money to buy that uh, game. Well, it's what have you been bucks, up to then? Just making, making that Skrilla this week? Yeah, and as per usual, it's going in that pocket, flying right back out. It's like <laughs> I have... It's like money is positively charged, and I just have positively charged pockets. It's like oh, I'm not, just I'm not hanging out, bouncing out like a magnet. So yeah, it's making me want to fight people. Really. <laughs> is this all going to like school or something? Yeah, but you've been focusing it on your dancing, like dancing out that anger, like uh, that movie that's not the remake on TV. Uh, oh, what's it called? That where dancing's right illegal. Now? What? But, but then. The, this, what, the remake what are these movie. words you're <laughs> no. uh, Okay, so I hooked up the antenna to my TV again so I can see commercials once again. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, Flashdance. They're doing oh. a remake of Flashdance where, where dancing is illegal and everyone's so angry, but they dance anyway. Ben, this is your story. This sounds like an idea for a video game. In the future, dancing <laughs> is illegal and you must fight on the streets too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, there might have been a flash dance video game. I don't know, but ben, <laughs> made dancing out of flash. your heart out. Oh yeah, yeah. No, how's it going? No. How's dance class? I don't know. Um, what, what was the question? Dance class. You seem to have been really enjoying it last week. Yeah, it was good. Um, we didn't have class Wednesday, and instead, like it was our friend Gil's birthday, so we all um, instead of going to class, the teacher included decided to go to this uh, salsa club called Papa Grande's. Ooh. And uh, we all went, and, like, we were all dressed up, all fancy-like. It was pretty dope. And um, I I think the greatest highlight of that night is that... Okay, so a little background. Me and Melvin, who was sort of featured on (laughs) previous, previous podcast. of that episode. Yeah, basically the the hidden star. Um, We created a line dance to the song Ja by George and Jonathan. And uh, just so you know, like, do you guys know what a line dance is? Well, I'm, th- I'm picturing like Western line dance, like you could you could give us hokey a definition. pokey almost kind of line dance. Well, like. sort of. It's yeah, like cha cha slide, electric slide, oh, okay. or yeah. keep okay. shuffle stuff like that. Like me and Melvin made one to George and Jonathan, <laughs> and I don't know what series of events led to this happening, but we eventually had a salsa club full of people dancing to George and Jonathan. Nice. And it was kind of the most surreal, amazing thing that's ever happened. Oh, so the movie again was Footloose, not Flashdance. And no. Ben's think... version of Footloose is to George and Jonathan. That'd be the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I want to see this. Good. So you got to dress up. It sounds like oh, it should be a good outlet for any of the, the sadness of not having any Skrillis. And I'm trying yeah, to use that word like as much as possible. Yeah, but that's like one day a week. Jen. It's some way your sorrows. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like one day a week versus all of them other six days. <laughs> Well, maybe you need to dance at your house. Like, when you go to the bathroom, do a little cha-cha to the bathroom. Here's the thing, though. Make a it's sandwich, like, do a little samba. Here's the thing, yeah. like, the, the dance I enjoy, like, you can you can 
only really practice like basic steps by yourself. Yes. And I don't true. need to practice basic steps. I need to practice like Partner turning stuff. and like crossbody leads and a bunch of other cool salsa stuff that I'm not all that great at. And I can't do that by myself. So. But Ben, you can mm. dance when you want to and leave your friends behind. I can. But you just need to but, get like a dance buddy. You need a dance buddy. That's what you need. I, I do, but I don't know. There's no one around here where I live. Like I have to drive 20 minutes to get to where there are people I know that you can dance that buddy with. with oh, man. That I would dance with. I, I think people will be interested to hear how dancing changes your life as the weeks go on. Yeah, I am because I think it's, it's definitely it's, very it's, bad. It's a progression. I'm just in a bad mood right now. I think, like, ben, I'm just negative and articulate. Why so negative? Just, I, I don't know, man. Okay. Did Psychonauts leave a sour taste in your mouth? No, it didn't, actually. Was not it getting was really enough good. sleep from Psychonauts? Like, you're not playing Psychonauts no, I, anymore. No, I got, I got enough sleep. I woke up at 12.45. <laughs> but you're not Very playing good. Psychonauts anymore. So what are you going to do with yourself, Ben? Uh, again, like I, I keep saying, it's like, wow, I finished this one thing I was doing. Now I can make chip tunes again, but then something else happens and I Tumblr. can't make chip tunes. Tumblr, Either Tumblr, or the fact that I have to work every single day this next week for like long important shifts. It's mm. like, yeah, I was playing Psychonauts, so I couldn't make chip tunes. I was watching Legend of the Galactic Heroes, <laughs> so I can't make chip tunes. Now I'm working every day of the week and going to school, so I can't make chip tunes. Being an adult, so I'm just, I'm just like. Deferring so grown up to like though. Like, can't make that money. Can't can't make the chip tunes. Gotta make that money. Gotta go to school. But I gotta make chip tunes, or else I'll never be satisfied, Garrett. <sighs> well, you'll find a way. You'll find a way to balance the two. Let's see. What was I gonna say? Oh, I've been playing Dead Island, guys. I finally got to play some of that multiplayer. Awesome game. It's basically Left 4 Dead, the RPG. It's so good multiplayer. Um, it- I, just I, multiplayer, or it is. are you having the same you can fun? You play with the four players player? at once, and it's more of a persistent world, like almost a little bit like World of Warcrafty, because you go get quests and such. But it's all first person, and uh, when you get to like the main city in the game, it's very Walking Dead, like the the you're going to get supplies for people or find mm-hmm. a loved one and bring things back, and um, and there's a story that goes along with it as well, which it's not the most compelling story, but the gameplay and uh, the world they've created is really fun. I'm playing that. Um, me and Paul Levering played it till like five in the morning the other day, and it was just, wow. oh, it was really good. Like we both were like, okay, man, my eyes they kind of start burning now. We need to stop playing and call it a night. Uh, but that's always a good sign of a game that like, you know, it's gonna be one of the ones you want to come back to at some point. So. I think I'm about halfway through. Um, what I was going to say... Oh, okay. I don't know if I had mentioned this, but... Um, okay, there's this television show that used to be on TLC called Little People, Big World. You may have heard about it. It's about these yeah, little people, maybe. and they have a family. And yeah, we heard about it when you yeah, talked about it, right? last week. Okay. Let's, you know, re- recapping this. So we went to their farm, because they have a pumpkin farm just south of us in um, Hillsboro. Um, so we we drove down there and we got to take a tour of the place and um, it's this beautiful farm and it's tons of acres and you go on this little uh, tractor rider they take you around and show you the property and he builds all these like attractions so he has like a Noah's Ark he build built and it has like two of every like ten or eleven different types of animals kind of roaming around it you got, like a whole village and like a huge treehouse and uh, they didn't have the trebuchet out but. 
lots of different like attractions that you can kind of see. They don't let you go interact with them anymore because there's just so many people there. But we got pumpkins, um, and it was anyway. The the whole thing I wanted to say was it was only like 20 minutes away from town, and I was just like, man, this is like Harvest Moon for real. <laughs> Because you're out there, and it's just these beautiful rolling hills, and it's just farmland. But it's literally, like, just 20 minutes from the city. And I was like, man, I really love Harvest Moon. Maybe I should make this a reality and buy a sweet farm out here. And they can bring uh. Jen berries from the mountain and make her happy. You know, give them to her as a present. And that'll be much easier than buying her, like, new Nintendo consoles. It's only a matter of time before you start making those spreadsheets. farming will be easier than buying her video games? <laughs> to answer Crystal's question, farming... I would do farming and spreadsheets simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben, what would you say... I said, so you're thinking that real-life farming is easier than buying someone video games? Uh, no, just the bringing her berries from the mountain or herbs from the cave or other random things uh, in the game, you know, that you would just bring your wife and that would but be it still sounds more So you're talking about real life as if real games. farming is just like, far- just like Harvest Moon. I don't know, Ben. You know, some certain things grow a certain time of the year. I don't think there's as much it's- wrong with it. As you might want there to be. It's, it's like what you're saying right now. It's like, yo, I was playing Phoenix Wright and I decided I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> there have been worse inspirations to be things in life than, than playing Phoenix Wright and wanting to be Sure, but I think you're a little bit misled. Uh, uh, but I, this is my master plan, Ben. Okay. I don't want to be the person who does the farming. I don't oh, have okay. Jen's sister who's, gonna, who's going to school right now to major in farming take care uh-huh. of that. And I'll just be executive so you're producer. Just reap the so essentially, you're yes. just making the spreadsheets. You're not doing actual farm work. Yes, Crystal, she's she's there. I'll be in the back in the house. Really, you're the general manager. Yeah, of this I'll be farm. there typing on the spreadsheets about how many turnips we are planting per per row, and then she'll be out there planting said turnips. That's that's a pretty good combination, like a hybrid of technology and uh, yes. agriculture. Yes, because right I can do that half, and I'm hoping she can do the farming part. So we'll see. Anyway, ideas unfolding thanks to pumpkin rides at Roloff Farms. And I got a t-shirt, which I should have brought down. Oh, can you get those in Harvest Moon? You can't get t-shirts from Harvest Moon, can you? No, can't get a... I'd love a Harvest Moon t-shirt. John. 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 Let's get Harvest Moon t-shirts and Animal Crossing shirts and... I don't know why you said Animal Crossing shirts. Because yeah, we need Animal... Because they can't remind me of the same sort of... Psychonauts patches. Oh, and Psychonauts. patches. No, not patches, oh, buttons. Patches, patches are too sell, much work. Like a Pokemon okay. backpack. I, you're like the only person who likes patches there. Because no. <laughs> we've done patches <laughs> before, and everyone's like, I don't know how to sew. What? Give me some buttons. I can put that in my <laughs> backpack. Um, the other thing I was going to say is we went to, uh, there's an Awajimaya Asian grocery kind of near there, uh, which we went to, and I picked up on Blu-ray uh the uh, crap the Miyazaki Nausicaa the Valley of Wind is that is that the yeah, that's that right. movie oh is it bad I thought it was held in high regard as one of the better ones in oh, it's Garrett. okay look who you're talking to right now <laughs> but I thought you would come around to the Miyazaki yes on movies that aren't Princess Mononoke or Nausicaa those the Valley two. of the Wind okay. those two I think well, Garrett should I just watch Porco Rosso Okay, that was right? the other thing. I saw that there, but uh, I was like, but I want to get the Blu-ray. Uh, <laughs> it was just on normal DVD. Uh, anyway, so I picked that I up, and then... Porco Rosa's on Blu-ray. There's, it, 
well, I didn't seem like it was because I was going to buy it and I looked up Amazon to see if it was and it didn't appear that way. But there's a, like a newer one. Um, it's a dragon on the front. Uh, I picked that one up. Oh, man. See, I was going to have them here next to me. Legendaria of something or other here. They're right here. Uh, I'm just going to drop the beat for a sec here. Okay. So here's my Nausicaa in the Valley of Wind Blu-ray. Ben doesn't care for her, but should be awesome. This is Tales a new one, Earth right? Sea. Tales from Earthsea. Yeah? Apparently, yeah, I think that one's new. Well, Wasn't that one... 2011 is when the DVD came out, so that's this year. So... Yeah. Anyway, I know nothing about it. It's got a dragon on the front, though. Come on. Dragon. Is that the one his son made? <laughs> yeah, it okay. is. Oh, really? So... But, I mean, isn't that. he not making anything anymore because he's not alive? Or... He's alive. Is he? Pretty Is sure. It? Don't. This can't be a week in which him and Steve. By no, the, he didn't die recently. If he is dead, well, let's I'm just a, pretend okay, it didn't. Because I can't learn about both of those fact the same week. Okay. Because this is gonna make me sad if for some reason Miyazaki, I find out the same week. Because me. Oh no, he's seven years old. He's a li- oh wait, years active, 2011. But he's not dead. So. <sighs> Woo. All right. It's gonna be a rough week. <sighs> Yowza. Yowza, indeed. Anyway, so, pick those up. Looking forward to watching those. I went to Seattle this week. Was going to hang out with John. Ended up working the whole time, so that wasn't so much fun. Um, I had to take a bus to and from because the train, there's a landslide. Ugh, Ooh, was, that doesn't sound on good. The, over the tracks. Well, beforehand, like, I wasn't involved in that, but it was a bus, and I was very uncomfortable, and I think about it now, and it makes my back hurt. But anyway, I played a lot of uh, Puerto Rico for iPad on there. I think I've played like a hundred or more games of Puerto Rico now. Um, I love that game. I'm very excited to one day play it with other human beings in the meat space. But so What is that game? It's a board game. Uh, it's probably my favorite board game. I might have made you play it. Although, actually, I think I made you play Harvest Moon, the board game, didn't I? That one's pretty intense. No, you made me play Ticket to Ride. Oh, that's a fun game, too. And yeah, I have that for iPad as well. That's a good game. Anyway, um, played a lot of that. Looking forward to one Wait, day. we did play Harvest Moon the board game. Yeah? See, it was a fun yeah. game, but it's also like, Wait, oh, what man, is there's Harvest a lot Moon going the board on. Game? It's called Agricola. It's yeah, we oh, played okay. the easy version, though. I know how to play the full version, and it's not actually that much more complex. It's worth playing oh, okay. the full one. You get more stuff you can do. But mm. it's, a, it's a board game where you have a, a farm and a family... And you build up your farm, and you try and harvest your goods and feed your family each season, and it's like three or four seasons of gameplay. And at the end, it's the person who has, like, like Harvest Moon, the most well-balanced life. How many sheep do you have? How many cattle do you have? How many houses? How many kids? And all these different things add up to make your overall points at the end. And if you don't have, like, kids, but you have lots of sheep, we well, get negative points for having no kids, but maybe you can compensate with having lots of sheep, but... Anyway, it was a fun game. Were you like a farmer in a past though. life? <laughs> I really liked Harvest Moon when it came out. That was had a big effect on me. And then Harvest Moon sixty four. Oh, that's the best game. Well, it's the best Harvest Moon game. They all just went downhill after that. I've oh. always wanted that game. Sixty four. Yeah. I bought it off Amazon for more than I would have wanted to because I couldn't find my copy. So that would be a good three DS yeah. game. All right. Um. Any other what you guys been up to? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chip oh, wait, more email. Ooh, email. Oh, email. We actually got an email like two weeks ago, and I meant to bring it up, but I forgot. So, gosh, okay, way back when, 
This is the lost episode number one. So this is like a year and a half ago or more. It was like the first. Like when Kevin was still the host. Yeah, first one of the first few podcasts. Um, So I think Liz called out asking, if you've never played Chrono Trigger, how is that possible? Send us an email. Let us know. And here we are. A year and a half later. (laughs) A year and a half later. (laughs) We have someone. Um, I think he goes by Magnus. And he's from Sweden. And he says, I just listened to your lost episode, uh, number one, and you said that anyone who never played Cron Trigger should mail in, so here I am. Why have I never played it? Um, I guess I just never got the chance. I'm from Sweden, it didn't get released here back in the day, so the only way to play it was to import it or emulators, which I don't approve of. So I just never had the chance. It's on Virtual Console over here, I think, I think so. Maybe I'll, I'll get back to you after I play it. And keep up the awesome work, guys. So, is it? It's not on, out on Virtual Console for us, right? I think it is actually. Is it on PSN as well? Is uh, it? Or is it just that, Japan maybe. so far? Hmm. It might be. Oh, Zafe says it is. Um, okay. Well, anyway, we replied back to him and said you should play it, and then like send us a, a voicemail about like what you think about it because. I really do think, I mean, I only played it for the first time like a year and a half ago or so, and I really, it's a great game. It's definitely up there in my list of awesome games, so I'd love to see if uh, other people think it holds up as well. I think they do in general. Uh, Dr. Saturn says it's out on Virtual Console and on PSN since last Tuesday. Is that the port of that one, like, Chrono Trigger X Final Fantasy disc you could buy? I would hope not. I, I think they learned better from that. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the first version of that game I played, and I don't know how I liked it as much as I did. I when I played. Did you end up liking Final Fantasy IV as well? Is that the game that was packaged with it? I forget which I, one was packaged. Well, I always love Final Fantasy IV, but I didn't actually play that version. Um, no, the only problem I think with that version is that uh, the load times are ridiculous for some reason. Like yeah. whenever you went to your like menu, it would take like twelve seconds for it to pull up. 12 like, seconds. That's a lot for... Life's too short, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just decide, I don't need anything in the menu. Forget it. <laughs> Never changing my equipment ever again. It's, it's the read man strategy. <laughs> he's just used read to having care. long load time, so he's like, oh man, I can't I can't be bothered. <laughs> uh, despite how many times it's backfired on him. Uh, anyway, let's uh, take a break. We're going to talk about the Psychonauts, and at the very end of the show, we'll announce our ex-baseball winner, and then we should probably figure out what we're going to do for the next game club. <laughs> Some sort of ho- spooky Halloween one. So anyway, stay tuned. Hey, everybody. This is Charlie with Audio Candy. Psychonauts has a very charming soundtrack. It sets the mood, which is pretty lighthearted most of the time. However, it's of a generation of diminishing melodies, so I can't say it was very memorable. And for a cult classic video game, it doesn't have much love on the video game remix scene. That isn't to say that the game is devoid of memorable melodies, though. But the only one I can remember is that bit from Mozart's Einklein Knock music in Agent 9 stage. Several games use melodies from classical music in place of originals, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. On the one hand, it seems to be evidence of a lazy composer. On the other hand, it's keeping those classics alive, but sometimes, such as the little clip from Agent 9's music, it seems to be relying on the fact that the melody is already recognizable. 
It's not really a new trend, though. Games have been reappropriating classic melodies from Tetris several decades ago up to Catherine a few months ago. Anyway, here is the only arrangement I could find for Psychonauts. It's a good one by the guy who composed, like, half the songs on OC Remix. This is Psychotic Sensors by Maze Dude. Just want to talk about Psychonauts? Let's talk about Psychonauts. Got my game club notebook. Got yeah. the goggles. Yeah. Oh, oh lord. <laughs> That's awesome, especially if they had been like that red color. If they glow up and all that. Yeah, I really yeah. actually became quite fond of his goggles as the game went on. Like the, especially when you get to the level 
uh, the velvet. Like Velvetopia? Yeah, because the oh way they God. glow. That's such a cool level. Oh, it's God, so it was pretty. my favorite. Maybe we should just oh, talk about how every level is so good. cool. Like Most every level. Most, I guess you're right. Yeah. I forgot at the beginning of the game. The beginning of the game levels seem so much more boring now in comparison to what I've gone through at this point. Let's see, where do we leave off? We went all the way through uh, Mila's dance party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This is where I did not take the best notes because I was just having fun. Because I you yeah. got in levitation. I'm just like, yeah! Let's roll everywhere. This is the best. And that's how I would <laughs> that's say. That's pretty much the game. <laughs> yeah, well, much. the first half of Psychonauts is fun, but the second half gets awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like that's when like the creativity really sort of shines through. Where like the beginning, I don't know. Like nothing's really witty. breaking the mold in terms of. I don't know. As far as like the cool stuff you can do with the idea of going into people's brains. Yes, they don't really start unlocking that till later. But at the beginning, I think it's good to kind of pace that because you're just getting used to the fact that wow, this game's really clever and very funny, and everyone's really well fleshed out character-wise and has good voice acting. And you're just like, wow, I get to enjoy this. And then as you go along, each level gets a little bit more crazy and in depth. Mm. Um, Better. And, and the characters better. get far more interesting. Like, well, I don't know if it ever gets better than Lungfishopolis, but that is I think so, like, I think it ever gets cool better than that the Milkman conspiracy. Oh, man, did I not take any notes on Lungfishopolis? I don't think you needed to because it's all still in your brain, isn't it's, it? It's maybe like, that's why. It's still like, all something christened in your brain is like the best thing to ever happen in a video game. Oh no, okay, ever. I have a couple. No, but as soon as you, okay, the the fight before that where you're actually having to fight the the lungfish. Didn't really dig that fight. Too, wait, wait, wait. Is this the next thing that happens after me stands? I don't think so. Is it? It's okay, the, uh, let's... you mean the underwater section where you're in that air bubble? Yeah. Yeah. That part's a not fun part. Yeah. But I think I the next thing that happened I liked it a lot. was the, uh, like a, you're fighting a tank for the first time, right? Yeah, that yes. was after Brain Tumbler experiment. Yeah, so you do a little more of the Brain Tumbler. You learn kind of the major plot, right? That the brain's getting stolen. Yeah. Um, and it's then you tanks. you find the you fight the blueprint uh, one, which I thought was again. I was like, ah, oh, such a cool level design. Like it's a blueprint everywhere and the yeah. dash dotted mm-hmm. lines. Even though the the fight was kind of mm, it's okay, it wasn't that bad. Um, I don't think any of the boss fights were really all that difficult. Um, no, I think if any of them, they kind of make them longer on purpose, and they when they didn't really have to be like there wasn't enough going on to make them intricately difficult like especially the last boss fight where it's just like okay roll around until he finally does the move to get his butcher stuck his knife but you only have to hit him like three times though it's it's true but it's still like okay but if they didn't even have that mechanic that fight would have been like you know over like that there wasn't the boss fights in this game aren't that amazing to be honest it's probably the low points i mean they're fun but it's like the rest of the game really overshadows it pretty fun like uh, fish boss levels boss the the guy who flies around and you kind of use your Kochamera. psychic shield. Kochamera. Yeah, that was a, that was pretty fun. I mean, at least there there's variety. I never thought. Well, yeah, I did think some of them were boring, <laughs> but <laughs> I was so excited after the, that level, just being Godzilla, and then the dialogue on the gargalore section. Um, <laughs> gargalore. Yeah, just like. It was, like, when all they the, the things news. like the townspeople would say as he like broke down buildings was hilarious. It's like, oh, they got the orphanage. Oh no! And then like you break down another one. It's like, wait a minute, factory. that was that was the puppy orphanage. 
<laughs> that was my school. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because you're helping out like the freedom fighters. And they're like, and you say, is it really okay if I do this? Or like, will anyone oh. be upset? And they're like, no, that's cool. That's <laughs> fine. Go ahead. And everyone's upset. Um, but yeah, the, the, that whole level was really fun. It, it actually kind of reminded me of Katamari, and so does the later level. Um, it reminded me of Waterloo, Rampage, actually. Just because of the size. Because like, maybe like in Katamari, you start out small, and you kind of get bigger as you roll stuff over. The Waterloo level, as you got on the game board really small, and then kind of medium, and then back in the main room, like that playing with the scale, I liked that a lot. Um, but th- I just liked being huge and like skating on the bridges Oh yeah, That's did you um, did you ever play like the game Rampage? Oh yeah, it was yeah. Very That's what that reminds me of mostly. Yeah. Um, it was really good. <laughs> and just because <laughs> the way he starts like acting, like Raz kind of like acts like a monster as he like oh yeah oh yeah his idol like, animations is him like gritting his teeth or something. Yeah, yeah. It was I really enjoyed that level. Um, after that, it gets into. Uh, where you're actually getting Lily's brain or Lily back because they've uh, she's been stolen away to the asylum. So you head and you get to the front of the asylum and there's the the guard there, and he just keeps talking about the milkman. And I'll be honest, it took me a little while before I realized what am I supposed to do? Yeah, like, me too. I just like I went back to camp and I'm like, oh, is yeah. the milkman here? Yeah, me too. And there's a lot of that in this game where I'm like. Oh, I am just this off on something I'm supposed to do, and it costs me hours. I wonder okay. if, like, this, Crawler is, gives you advice if you use the he bacon. He does. That's how oh, I finally okay. figured it out. Like, is this the first time you have to, like, throw the Psycho Portal it at is. somebody? I think okay. it is, right? No, I think you throw it on Linda initially, right before that. Who's Linda? The Longfish. The Longfish. Oh, Maybe you yeah, do. Yeah, you do. No, see, I still didn't put two and two together that, oh, throw the... And then after that I knew, okay, you're going to have to do that more often um but then the level design for that one it was again totally awesome yeah confusing to navigate but like the dialogue is totally awesome oh it's great it's awesome i recorded a bunch of it in case we wanted to use it on the podcast (laughs) it was just so funny um the get the pie coat ones the pie coat ones are the best ones the rolling pin (laughs) That's yeah, the, the rolling cones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones. Let me let me bring that up here. Some of these are hilarious. Uh, yeah, let's speaker. Be responsible for its upkeep. Apple pies are very popular. <laughs> it is important not to use too much pressure when rolling out a pie crust. <laughs> when my husband drinks excessively, I may threaten him with this rolling pin, though we should be rolled outward from the center. Man, Steve Bloom, he's so good. Abilities. Where's my favorite one? For the last several years, I have relied on prescription medication to make it through the days. <laughs> Where is it? Pies come in many flavors. Jerry is a flavor of pie. <laughs> Children and adults both like to eat pies. Come on, where are it's you? True. Where is it? Pies are delicious. I know which one you're looking Over for. Time, my husband will desire me less sexually, but he will always enjoy <laughs> my pies. That one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's another one about like my pie making skill, or like I work at home, but I feel my pie making skill compensates for the fact that I don't make any money or something like that. 
You know, the greatest thing yeah. about that stage is if you cheated and got confusion early, the G-Men will say different quotes about that as well. They'll be oh, like, really? Yeah, they're like, wait, I need to think for a minute. Do this watering can and I have a history? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome that they put that in. Yeah, it's also, I... uh, if you show the wrong prop to the wrong G-Man, they will also say something. Like, I believe if you hold up the plunger to the watering can G-Man, he'll be like, I would never let you date my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, this level, I really, I laughed a lot because of all yeah. those. And then just, I, I wrote this down as another thing that I think is good about this game. It's, it's attention to the small details, like really small details, like mm-hmm. little cameras popping out and taking pictures of you or that yeah. you can use, um, not levitation, uh, clairvoyance. clairvoyance on the, the flamingos and like, oh, yeah. stuff. Or, or just using clairvoyance to see how anyone sees you is, it's a really fun, like mechanic, but, um, Having to find the different pieces. Once I understood that's what they wanted me to do, because it was my fault for getting to the beginning of that level, saving and quitting, but I had gotten the stop sign, but I didn't remember. So then I started up again and for 20 oh. minutes just wondering, like, why can't I get by him? And then someone's like, you need the stop sign. And I look around forever and I can't find it. And then I, <laughs> and then you I go, realize you had it. And I go to my bag to use the bacon to ask him what to do. And there it is. I'm like, oh. Surprise. Oh, man. I'd say there's a good three hours of this game were just my sheer stupidity that caused it to be that much longer. But you almost rage quit. Almost pulled the Liz. I no, actually, I did almost rage quit, but it wasn't anywhere near there. Um, it was near the meat circus stuff. Um, oh, of course. Really? Love, you mean like an hour ago? The love tunnel. Oh, I got the love s- tunnel. The okay, love we'll tunnel? get to that when we get there. But yeah, wait, really we gotta not. discuss the three enemies first. Yeah. Um, but again, this whole level just all the different like ideas they're pulling together like when you get to the part you have to pretend to be an assassin and the little like girls like shooting at guys oh that was rough it was just funny like (laughs) their dialogue and like i hope no one knows i hope the other assassins don't make fun of me because my gun's fake and just rolling through (laughs) and then like taking over the helicopter and seeing where the milkman is like that was just a really well executed level like i was always really interested in what's happening there again Mm -hmm. though was those few moments where either a little bit more polish or something like where I didn't understand in order to get the flower to go to the graveyard, you had to like look at the bird. I kind of yeah. got that, but not that that got me stuck for a little while. It, oh yeah. That takes me a while too. I don't know why it's probably the camera angles that always mess me up for that one. Right. Part. And it's, it's the game. It does this a couple times where it's like the mechanic itself. I don't feel is overly complicated. It's just, they never introduce it prior to that. And I almost feel like, yeah, well, like, I feel they do sort of, but like, at what point does using clairvoyance on a crow make any sort of sense yeah. to opening a gate? They tell it's you like, to do it, but it's almost like, I feel like they need like one hand-holding really like pop up all over the place just so you can get through like the first one. And then you know, oh, this is a mechanic that is now in my tool bag of things that I need to do. And that's a yeah. complaint I have later in the game because when you get to some of the, the, the top part of the circus tent... There's like this part where you have to jump on the ropes to get up and then go across the tightrope. And mm-hmm. they're like over each other, like parallel. And I, I had a hell of a time trying to get up those. And I remember the only other time you actually, 
I ever did that was like early in the game. There was yeah. some like that, and I was like, "Oh man, You're basic I, braining." Yeah, and I'd forgotten about those, and I couldn't maneuver it right. And I was like, "Oh, what are the subtle nuances of which way I need to face and then press jump twice, but not three times, and you'll double jump and not make it to the next one, and so on and so forth." So, anyway, just something I feel that the game there are certain platforming mechanics that are fine. It just doesn't quite do enough to get you to teach it to you the very first time so that you know this is going to be a regular occurring thing or worse they do teach it to you and it doesn't come up until like the yeah. very end of the game yeah they never use it again so well to be fair this was i believe tim shaper's first platformer i mean he did have a history of point and clicks before this i i didn't think it was that bad personally no it's not like that's a saying like it's just a little bit more and it would have been yeah like, it could have used more tweaks yeah yeah really minor stuff though i mean i I still think overall it's a, a sort of game that completely holds up. It's other games should aspire to this even now. Very good amount of gameplay, like the size of the game, super clever mm-hmm. and everything. But um, the end of the the Milkman level, you fight uh, the, den like the head of the, the Girl Scouts. I forget her name. Yeah. And but then you find out the, the purpose of the goggles. Line. Yes, that was the best line. <laughs> I'm gonna poke your. I'm gonna pull your eyeballs out. And he's like, and that's what the goggles are for. <laughs> yeah, so good. It, it's just great that the game was very like self-aware, like that. Self-aware, yeah. It's super funny. But I actually thought that was another fight that, again, there's like I don't quite understand what they want me to do. It's like okay, use clairvoyance, and then I kept thinking they wanted me to use telekinesis to throw the uh, cookies that she was throwing at you back at her because so many bosses. That's the thing. Whatever they throw out, use telekinesis to throw it back at them. Um, and this one, it's like you could just walk right up to her and punch her. Or shoot her. And I was just like, once I learned that, I was like, oh, this is so easy. But like, yeah. I was like, this is the hardest boss. Why is this so hard? <laughs> These cookies blow up way too fast. And then she fast, just screaming you know? at you the whole fight. It's like, God. I died a lot. A lot, a lot. But I think um, I died once because I walked off the platform. Oh, dude! You know how many times I roll off the sidewalk in the main level because <laughs> I'm <just laughs> levitating around. Oh yeah, like I'm trying to make a jump ball in this and curvaceous just... area. Yeah, I rolled off a lot. Um, at least five or six lives, and that's why I was like, I'm glad I didn't live stream this because it's like when the awkward camera angles. Like, I think I can make this jump, and I'm like, oh no, I'm totally off. Never mind. Yeah. There goes my astral layers. I don't know. I feel if that level was like a bit less bendy upon itself, it would have been easier to navigate. Yes, it was just a little bit too. What's what are those paintings? Something Meyer. Escher. Yeah. Escher. Too much of that. But it makes sense that's all bendy with his mind and all. Sure, yeah. but oh. I don't know. Like it, it got to a certain point where like. Two different paths were so close to each other, you could jump on a roof of one house and jump over to, like, yeah, the you roof could of do another on a completely separate stuff. path. And, like, that part just got a bit too cluttered to, like, be able to navigate all that easily. But it's it's this, I guess, yeah. remember the movie A Beautiful Mind? I never saw it. Vaguely. Crow, and he's, like, the math teacher who then kind of goes crazy and he makes all the, you know, anyway... The part where you use clairvoyance or the cutscene where you see the the guard and like how he's making all these connections between things, that I was like, I wonder if they're playing off each other because that's almost the same way they did it in A Beautiful Mind, like the flashing of things and like seeing connections overlaid over the real world. So anyway, I thought that was I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a, a tie-in at all. Um, and hey, did you look into the dates or anything? Um, no, but I had listened to the. On the iPhone app, the oh, yeah, yeah. the, the vault out. viewer, 
and I watched like mm-hmm. the first half because I didn't. I was as far as I was at the game, and they talked about like what were some of the inspirations um, for like some of the. Um, oh, frick, I'm so bad with the names. The bad guy in the game. While, while you're thinking, Oleander. Um, like Oleander. Between the first podcast and now, Psychonauts was made available for the Mac finally, but yes. also available oh, on the yes. iOS store was the Psychonauts Vault Viewer, and they, which includes commentary by Tim Schafer and the art director. Yes, the art guy, and they were, and they did updates on Steam. There's mm-hmm. now achievements. Um, so apparently, all they made the meat circus easier. I wonder how much in some easier. in some way. I, I I you know what true devotion is, guys? Part. I bought Psychonauts on the Mac only to find out I can't run it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it says uh, you need ten point six or higher, and I'm like, oh, I'm still on ten point five. Uh, Double fine, can keep my OS ten dollars. <laughs> um, oh, so Oleander, uh, on the Vault Viewer, they'll you watch it, and they hear the commentary from Tim Schafer and the guy, and he says. Um, what were the inspirations for like all these different things? He's like, well, I was watching a lot of Band of Brothers and a lot of uh, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan at the time. So it's like, oh, I wonder if uh, Beautiful Mind is in there. Anyway, I haven't got to that far in it anyway. Okay. Um, okay, moving on. I, I want to address my one. Oh, no, I guess I, we can wait for the end because okay. it's my only complaint with this game. Oh, only one. And it's like a, it's a narrative choice, I guess. Okay. But we can get to that later. Um. So let's see. Any other notes here? Oh, the milkman when he's in his like little chamber, he reminds me of in the movie Minority Report, the precogs, like the guys who tell the future and lay in like that pool of goo underneath. He's just laying there, just like so serene and it's just his silver suit. Yeah, it's like oh, it's very much like that, but um. The end of that takes you to uh, the back to the asylum, and he opens up the gate by I think like burning it down, right? With like a Molotov milk bottle. Um, I think so. Although technically, you, you never actually help him. Interestingly. Yeah, he is kind of. You kind of essentially clear his head a little bit, but he still, you know. He still helps himself it, in the end. He's yeah. still mad. He's just mad. He just wants to burn the place down. Yeah. Um, and then when he does, then he's okay at the very end. He's like, oh, yeah. okay, Let's, uh, who wants to share a cab? Who wants to split a, who wants to split a taxi? <laughs> it's fine. Um, so then you get into kind of the inner courtyard, and you can start collecting a lot more of the brains for students. And I thought, man, I wish they had done this mechanic for getting health earlier in the game. Not necessarily that it was brains, yeah. but something where it was like more like these heart pieces almost. Yeah. Because I didn't make put two and two together that my health was getting bigger until I realized, oh, these brains are giving me huge health brains. Boosts. Yeah. So you get in and there's like two or three levels that you can play. And I, I don't know if there's a, is there a specific right order to it? No. No, you can do any not. order you want. Okay. I ended up doing Waterloo the stage and then the black velvetia or whatever velvetopia Um, yeah i did uh glorious theater first and then black velvetopia and then waterloo world okay and that's when i did gloria waterloo and uh black velvetopia even though i realized in i should always do black velvetopia first so you can actually make use of confusion earlier but (laughs) oh yeah I never really thought yeah. about that. It would be nice to have had that earlier. Well, it's kind of a weird one. Like, you really only use it in that level. I never use it again after that. Like just. I, I think I used it in the Meat Circus a little bit, but yeah. I don't know what for. Actually, maybe so. that's another thing. A lot of the moves I love and I use a lot, and then the other half I, like, barely ever use. And I wonder if that, if it's 
if it's, that's a gameplay choice of my own or really the game doesn't force it on you. Like I feel like invisibility is just basically forced into situations like, oh, you can't go by here unless they can't see you. Yeah. Like there's yeah. never like mm-hmm. a if you use invisibility, you can stealth buy this and avoid something like Deus Ex. It's always yeah, oh yeah. use this to unlock this super missile door kind of mm-hmm. mechanic. Um it's all right. Yeah, so which level you want to talk about? Um start with Gloria's Cedar. Yeah. She's the first one okay. you technically yeah. encounter. I I actually enjoyed the mechanic they had put in place of like seeing yeah, the play clever. and telling the story. I did find it very annoying to have to keep switching the the mood between happy and sad, and then try mm-hmm. and go in between like this portal to this portal, find the next piece of the play. Like that kind of puzzly aspect of it was a little cumbersome, but I still thought I liked seeing the story. Like I thought yeah, that was. Yeah, I thought I thought the only annoying bit to that was like well the play the little play scenes themselves ran on a little bit yeah, too long yeah, i thought bit. each time you wanted yeah. to switch but also that the enemies kept responding every time you went back to like the dark they side pretty bad enemies like yeah. tough to fight yeah they spewed fire at you and and you run around on fire yeah mm-hmm. that was pretty rough um, fire sucks and then you get into the once you've unlocked the balloon at the top of the plate you jump in takes it to the uh, the cat the yeah, like the catwalk yeah, cat walk. area, and you maneuver through this, such as some more platforming, which really wasn't too bad. This is one mechanic though that I always thought wasn't quite quite right. Is the um like the bouncy sheets? Like there were so many times where I'm like, I don't know if it's my timing or what, but I would fall between them. Yeah, I I always felt that like you didn't get enough, like, horizontal distance in between jumps. Yeah. Where it's like, I feel like if I came at this at a sharper angle, I should jump more at a sharper angle, mm-hmm. but you're always just doing, like, the same sort of yeah. vertical aligned jump. It's like, eh, it's kind of hard to platform with this. Or, like, there's nothing you can do to affect it. It's like, you will, once you hit this, it's going to be a certain height and a certain, you yeah. know, X, Y speed. And where other ones you can, like, bounce and kind of go higher, or if you have the levitation mm-hmm. ball, you can... So it's just weird that it was so restrictive for those little platforms, yet so much of this game, you can use that levitation ball to take your own path through all kinds yeah. of stuff, which yeah, I liked a lot. Um, you progress through some more, and you're going after the phantom of the, the theater house, which has some fun sort of homage to Phantom of the Opera and so forth, and... Um, you get up to the top eventually, and you do the boss fight versus him, which is like lighting these three um, yeah, yeah. Spotlights, spotlights, and then jumping down and beating him up, and then mob spawn, which, you know, I, I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. I, no, I understand what wrong. I need yeah, to do. Right. That's always nice. It sucked. <laughs> really? That fight sucked, and I'll tell you why. Why? Like, are, are we talking about, like, the main boss fight of that, or, like, the mini boss before, like, he transforms, and you find out the critic is the Phantom? What's the mini boss mode? What, what? That's where you just fight the Phantom, and like you have to, like it. It pretty much introduces the mechanic you use on the real boss, where you have to put the candle in the thing and like you shine light on him. Remember, I this. don't recall this mini boss fight at all. No, in fact, I don't remember. I only remember fighting him the one time. Yeah. Well, it it wasn't as like the giant dude. It was like just as like the the ghostly the Phantom fan. guy. Oh, well, like. I, I oh, it wasn't a mini boss. No, it was like just, just um, where it. you had to go onto the side. And you yeah, had to in do order it. to get Sorry. past where he was blocking, yeah, you had to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know why I thought that was a mini boss. Anyway, no, the boss sucked because <laughs> so this this becomes an issue a little bit later. Okay, like where you have a source of like an updraft or something, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Where you have to like use your balloon power. I know what you're okay, yeah, say. Garrett's, Garrett's on board. Oh, it does. And uh, so you're, the like, main floating. mechanic of this boss is like you have to. There are like these tubas shooting music into the sky, and you have to ride your side balloon up to the top, very, very slowly, as this guy is shooting like criticism words at you. Right. And this is the and first time if you're hit, you dodge. fall all the way down. You've never huh? had to dodge before there either. No. I didn't even know you could and, do that. No, and the problem is, like, you, you just have to move side to side to eventually avoid all this mm-hmm. stuff. However, he sort of the, 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 space, the space in which that updraft is that you need to be to keep going up is so limited. If that like, you're trying to go back and forth, you get high enough where you lose where like the bottom of all this is. So like, if you move back a little bit, you get outside of that updraft and you just start falling. falling. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, that was fine. And then like you get sort of near the top, you think you're fine. Like you go to like jump onto like the catwalks above, but then he hits you and you fall all the way down. And that happened to me so many times. Yeah. I died like three times. It was. Ben, did you ever bit. think of using it. invisibility to dodge the? Uh... Can you do both at once? Can yeah. you do the side blue and invisibility? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Because that's what I did. Because oh, really? I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. Huh, I didn't I think thought. of that, actually. Um, hmm. but I guess invisibility isn't as... Uh, say, maybe the game... There are opportunities to use it that make the game much easier. I'm just not smart enough to see them. But um, <laughs> later on, that does come into play. And I think it's even more frustrating at that point. Because that's where the water level's rising. And you're trying to get those flaming yes. hoops. Uh, and it's just such a weird like the way he they th- they shoot at you both bosses it's not just straight at you so you can always kind of avoid it it's they actually lead their shots yeah, a little yeah. bit so it's like should i all just stay off. still should i move it's like why did all of a sudden the bosses have this kind of intelligence for this mundane part <laughs> of it yeah the boss fights no no kind of stupid there but um the other thing that i thought was funny i, I made a note of was um the stage part of the game really remind me of all these movie references of black swan <laughs> just the whole like because really? um, in the movie black swan natalie portman she lives with her mom and her mom like wants her to be this great dancer but she's really jealous of her daughter who kind of having a more illustrious career than she has had and it's like wow. oh you're talking about glorious story yeah in general? the actual yeah. like okay. play when they tell the story and it's like wow how funny that those things come along the same um I mean, that's pretty much all I really had for the stage. I mean, I it was okay. Um, I actually enjoyed Waterloo way more. I love. Of that course, level. you did. I like Waterloo. It's very as, creative. As a player of Settlers of Catan, well, I bet you did that, enjoy that. Like it was just such a colorful level, and the playing with the scale was my favorite part because, like, being able to like because when I first got to the level, I thought to myself, "Wow, it'd be really cool if I could just go down there and like walk around," and then you get to do that. <laughs> That was super exciting. Um, I mean, the actual, uh, like, move the pieces around and the, the board game mechanic was pretty, like, eh. There was some funny dialogue in there. The the, the carpenter guy was really funny. I don't know why. He, like, the way he delivers <laughs> he his He loved lines. his bridges. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Bridge. I'm so sorry. I'll put you back together, baby. Uh, but <laughs> the actual, um, this is another place in the game where I got so frustrated again because I just... I don't know how I didn't understand what I was supposed to do, but you get into the the last portion where you need to get the musket, the weapon. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I'm with you. And here. I saw I where not. it was. Mm-hmm. I went in there. I burned all the stuff. No musket. I left, dicked around the level for another 20 minutes, came back in there, burned him again, and the musket was there. And like, it's, oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, hmm. 
What? I think my issue is that, like, it was another issue of here's a mechanic they introduced at the ver- uh, the very beginning oh, of the game that you forgot for about. <laughs> yeah, the bit where you have to, like, hang on to the edge and, like, crawl over to the oh, side yeah. to get to, like, the tight ropes you need. Like, I was there for about an hour, like, trying to just to jump up onto that ledge yeah. where that tight rope It's was, almost like I didn't too know much level variety is, is making the game have a hard time yeah. be consistent, which is so funny because I enjoy how colorful and different the levels are but you're right every level has like a different set of almost new types of mechanics you're going to use mm-hmm. um there's not a lot of consistency between some of the smaller platforming until the whole last portion of the game when all of a sudden this becomes super platformer omega game yeah yeah, yeah. platform all over the place uh, another complaint i had with that level was how annoying those cannon guys were yeah. Like, there was no oh, immediate way to kill them. Like, I didn't realize until, like, afterwards that you could, like, use pyrokinesis and, like, blow them up. I did the pyrokinesis, I guess but I thought fault, all it did but... was make them attack me. Does it actually really? explode them? I always I just think you hit them first I never actually did it. I always just end up telekinesing them in the water. Just that's also them. another way that's fun to kill them all. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they were... And that's another kind of weird thing. Like, the very first couple levels of the game... A lot of boss, like a lot of just things to fight, like throughout the mm-hmm. level, and then like the whole middle section, there's not a lot of enemies in the level anymore, uh, and when there are, there's few and far between. And then near the it gets, end, it gets really puzzly. Yeah, yeah, it's like these weird stages of oh, I, you're not going to do that much combat anymore. And then later on, there's you know you're fighting the bunny rabbits, and there's more fighting, but um, which is fine because I never actually really enjoyed that. I don't really mm-hmm. the punching mechanic. I can never get a good sense of where I should I be standing yeah. uh, for it. But uh, the water level, when you get to the um, the last kind of moves with the pieces, where you're trying to get the knight into the fortress, um, that freaking uh, when you have to maneuver around the actual fortress when you're smaller and like jump around, like oh, I I don't know why that part took me so long. Like I kept thinking you had to go around it, like you had to climb up this ladder. And go around the whole backside of the fortress, yeah. and then jump on. Are we discussing on. when you're trying to pull up the gear from the yeah. bridge? Yeah, yeah. And then I just all of a sudden I said, "Hmm, I can probably levitate, jump from here just to the platform yep. right behind me." And yep. then I did, and I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, just pluck it right out of there. Yeah, eventually, like I got halfway through like my thirtieth try going trying to go around the stronghold, <laughs> yes. and I was like, "That's a ledge leading into the stronghold over there." And then I jumped straight into it. Oh, yeah. And then, like, straight over the gate. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And then that was that. I do like some freedom like that in the game to find your own path. But sometimes yeah. you can't find your own path. So they you you punish yourself by not. So this one, like, oh, they've made an obvious path for me. I better follow it. And then, you know, I don't know that you can't go the other way. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. You get shot by snails on the way there. Oh, yeah. That part, getting over there and wiping all of them out, was pretty annoying. Um, but you finish that, and then the actual dialogue between Napoleon and Fred Napoleon, I thought, was always pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny. It was a, they, they play off each other well. So I really liked those inmates. Well, maybe not Gloria so much, but... Um, I liked... Uh, Edgar and yeah. Fred, I liked them they a lot. They were really Chris fun. hilarious as well. <laughs> yeah. They're fun. yeah. They, there's so much character in every... Which maybe little ancillary side characters in the game have so much going on. Um, so let's talk about Black Velvetopia. Oh, the coolest. A, just actually, just to go back on Waterloo game. for a second. Did you guys officially give up on Figments when you hit Waterloo? Yep. Well, I gave up on Figments like 
Oh yeah, me too. It, they were like, never a thing for me. <laughs> like I just like if I see them, I'll get them. Or if I said, "Hey, in three more levels, you're gonna get blah yeah, blah blah," yeah. then I'd be like, "Okay, I'll go. If I, I'll try and." Oh, get use these for the utility of leveling up. Um, but no, I was never. I, I liked looking at them, like, seeing what the art was, but... Yeah, I like that they had, like, double fine logo figments. Yeah, yeah. At the near the end, I was like, oh, that's the weird, crazy, two-headed bee baby thing. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Wait, so what rank did everyone finish at? Uh, I think 50. I think I was 86 or something. Oh! That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. I had 50. Wait, yeah, that what was... did you get with 50? It was, like, levitation something, but I had skipped the dialogue. So I, I think that's when you can ram into people. Wrecking Ball, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, I never got to use that because I Man, didn't. I was so close to 90. Apparently at 90 you get regeneration. Yeah. And that really oh, would have helped. That especially the for the freaking your dad throwing the fire yeah, at you yeah. and the freaking tightropes. Don't you like to play <laughs> catch? <laughs> oh. Rasputin. <laughs> oh. That was so annoying. Um, wait, but... Black Velvetopia. Right, yes. Awesome level design. Like, just the color. So good. That's actually so a pretty, pretty fun mechanic with the bowl I think it's my second through. favorite stage. What's your first? Lungfish, uh, Lungfish Apolis. I don't know. Well, Crystal, do you have, like, two favorite levels? Like, what's your favorite? I think Black Velvetopia is my favorite. Just so pretty. And it has good music. Mm-hmm. I think if I wasn't so pressed for time, I would have really enjoyed exploring more of Waterloo. Oh, yeah. To, like, look for everything. But, oh, and Waterloo. Um, because I like the the scale. I like that a lot. So probably Waterloo is probably my favorite. Oh, going back to Waterloo, like, was there a point to that salt shaker being there? Because I just threw it I out of the way. It. Like, yeah, you just chuck <laughs> it. I think it's just there to go, oh, I'm supposed to toss this away. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the first thing I wrote was just this awesome art style. And then I love the luchador fights. Just the character of each wrestler, oh, yeah. or like when you they were fight, so good. When you fight the dragon one, and he's like, "No, but really, what's that smell?" He's like, <laughs> "It's like, I'm, no, it smells like farts." I'm I like, promise. I'm a dragon. It's sulfur. That oh, okay. And then they fight. Um, <laughs> cacao. <laughs> oh yeah, that really me in Portlandia, like a cacao. Anyway, um, and he does almost like a a, a karate kid crane move. Do you guys see that? Like when he puts both hands up and like kind of goes to kick you. Like from Karate Kid, anyway. Are you talking about the uh, the bird the one? Yeah, the bird. Oh, the eagle. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, he's yeah. got his bird pose. He's doing his bird walk. <laughs> he's doing his bird walk. <laughs> I really enjoyed all those fights a lot. Um, I was gonna ask, how did you guys actually fight him? Like Crystal, which set of moves did you use against the Luchadors? I think I just went on the levitation ball and rolled around and punched them whenever I saw yep. an opportunity, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was the Same game for you. Yeah. I, oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. There is. I was wondering if there were multiple ways to fight them. So what I ended up doing was I'd walk up to them, use um, telekinesis just to hold them, and then whenever you drop them, they would just kind of fall on their butts and stand up, and it'd just be like a half a second. But it'd be long enough to go up, hit them twice, run mm-hmm. back, do it again, just do that like three times. Then they do their super power up move, shield, and then they you know bounce off, attack them. And I did that yeah. for each one of them. Yeah, they were pretty easy, but they were they fun. They were. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It's like it wasn't a fight that, I don't know. Like, I felt like they were a more fun boss fight than others because you understood that this is just kind of jokey and it's not going to be yeah. that hard, but, like, there's a mechanic you need to learn very quickly and it wasn't too mm-hmm. bad. Like, this is a good execution. Um, having to, the level, though, having to use your arrowheads to buy stuff really bugged me because I, really? I had so few arrowheads because I hadn't really gone collecting any at that point. 
that I was almost out. And so to progress in the level, I had to actually start go beat up guys just to get arrowheads. So, so wait, Garrett, you're the one who was saying that, like, you were addicted to the, uh, oh, yeah. the dowsing machine or I whatever. Was. And you didn't have enough arrowheads? Because... Like, I did it once, and for some reason I had, like, 400 arrowheads at that stage. It was like, whatever, I'm buying all these paintings. I went back and bought... All the paintings. Um, all of the, um, what's it called? Uh, the candy, the dream floor. Oh, I bought flux. as many of those as I could. And then I realized I had never gone back to buy the PSI magnet. Like I didn't get it till almost the end oh, of the game. Wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's so handy though. Maybe that's why you don't have And that heads. took, and I only had like a hundred when I got there. Um, and I, it's like, well, I bought everything there is to buy. I don't need any more money. So I didn't bother trying to collect arrowheads anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really went back to the camp once we got to Fishopolis. I just kept going and progressing i never went back to the camp um yeah. so anyway uh the but you did re-brain everyone stuff. right oh i didn't get everyone's brain oh really oh, okay. i got, got a good amount of them i mean i went and took do them do you back. get like a different ending if you don't get all the brains i don't know it's yeah, a good in question. the end they say everyone has a brain they didn't well i don't think so because there's that scene where um that one lady i forgot her name like she's like do you know where all the brains are and she's like yeah let's go get them even though I had them all, all already, so I don't know. Oh, you're the little Igor chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, we're not quite there yet. Um, let's we'll see what else. Um, oh, I like the how it's always dealing with these inner demons in their heads. Like, yeah, that for such especially a cool, those guys. Yeah, like boss fight, especially for him. It's like the high school version of himself and the girl that he wanted to be with and just at the very end when you finally beat them like you fight the the boss and and it's a that's a pretty cool boss fight like the bull fight and you throw yeah. the spears into him but then the bulls yeah, on it your took me side. a second yeah it took me a second to realize that like i had to throw these spears at him i guess i'm not familiar enough with uh oh, at that point in the game i was throwing cookies at the bosses <laughs> so i'm like you always throw shit at him always tell him yeah, i never used uh Telekinesis. Oh, so, I always uh, I had telekinesis, levitation, and um, the shield with like the three that I usually had equipped. Man, um, I didn't really like telekinesis very much. No, I felt like I it didn't took like too it. Long. I just ended up having to use oh, okay. it a lot. <laughs> we're supposed to do telekinesis for the boss fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed yeah. To, yeah. So like yeah, okay, chuck spears, and then the uh, after the spears, um, he you have to kind of protect him from the bullfighter. Yeah. And then the bullfighter, you chuck spears at him after you do the confusion bomb so forth. But it's like when you finally beat him, the cheerleader and the bullfighter are, like, doing their cheers together. And he <laughs> it's says, so good. I can't believe I ever liked these junior varsity punks or whatever, something like that. And then they both junior. just stopped. And they moved away. <laughs> we were full-on varsity. Okay. <laughs> And just, like, I, I I really liked that uh, Edgar and uh, like Fred like their inner demons weren't anything too like depressing yeah, or serious because we were getting to a point where it was like okay Gloria's mom committed suicide oh, yeah. and there's so many sad things or happening like, uh, what's the captain's uh, or the coach's like dad like killing his bunny pet and like yeah it's, you're right like it is really dark and it i guess it yeah, was those guys were a good break they were a nice refreshing oh okay he's just really held up over this love he had as a kid and everyone can kind of identify with the yeah. one that got away in high school or um uh like having to live up to like parents expectations and so mm-hmm. forth so it's just hilarious that like you're taking like this high school romance thing 
but he's banging it up in his head. Yeah, it's like, like a how you romanticize it. It's so good. But if you think about it, people do that, though. They'll hold on to that stuff for a long yeah, time. Yeah. And so I just, I'd love to see more of this game now. Like, I'd see, like, what ideas they have and where they would keep going with it. But I don't want to. They opened it up to a sequel, I, I felt. Uh, but... They did, but. Yeah, then. Yeah, who whoops. knows? <laughs> how old is this game? When did this come out? 2005. Oh, actually, it's not too long ago. I mean, hey, well, they just get, it did just get a re-release. Arrested it's Development kind of just got another season, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> maybe it's got a chance. Anything is possible. Um, any other thoughts about Black Velvetopia Band? I know you really enjoyed that level. It's just really good. Yeah, I liked it. Been, like, oh, uh, did you guys find like the secret garden or whatever where all like the uh, luchadors you beat? Mm-hmm. Like, what? there's like a secret place where you can go, and like, there's a bunch of luchadors hanging out in this garden, like tending to flowers. No, and like, if you walk up to them, Raz is like, well, "I'm glad you're uh, tending to that ass kicking I gave you by gardening." <laughs> something positive, like gardening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really good. And like, there's a there was like a secret vault there. And I don't know. Like, I felt it was really cool. Like, once you got into that level and like started exploring more, that everything sort of wound around each other. Like, a lot of the secrets led you into, like, previous areas that, like, you couldn't have reached when you were there originally. But, like, say, there was, like, a tightrope that took you somewhere. Like, you took the sewers to a completely different place. Mm -hmm. And, like, you just end up back in a previous place of the level. I just thought it was very well contained. Yeah. I believe the stage is set up, like, a track, isn't it? Like, a circular track for the bull to run through? I don't think it's circular because, like, the bull. No, it's a straight it, path. Well, for kind the bull. of like a. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was like a sort of like a winding path, rather. Yeah, I mean, but it, it doesn't loop. Like he has to kind no. of port. Because if you follow the bull like all the way to the end, like he just jumps into another painting and then pops out like the painting near the end. Yeah. Um. So good level, and then all of a sudden it just becomes platform heavy. You're progressing through the upper uh, levels of the insane asylum. Oh, um, which I did rats. I didn't really dislike oh, God, it. Yeah, the rats. rats were annoying, but eh. yeah, I don't think they're like they were annoying, but like they were intense. Like I enjoyed that they were there. I did like, not enjoy getting got to the point where, all the time. That's what I. Yeah, that's just it just felt like I, it was annoying. They just get and you'd have to wait for the confusion to wear off. I don't know. I felt like I was on point enough to be able to like I had gotten the upgrade where um your side blast like can ricochet off oh, of like six splits. dudes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you hit one of them, like, you take out, like, a whole pack. But eventually, like, it got to the point where, like, I was on this thin platform. And, like, it seems like ten of these mice just came out oh, of yeah. nowhere and, like, swarmed me. And I was at full health and I ended up at, like, half of a brain at the end. But I enjoyed that. It was, like, it, that game took a really sharp turn for, like, survival horror. Just for, like, yeah. that brief moment where, like, you hear that Igor lady giggling creepy, uh, creepily. And, like, the music's all ambient and spooky. And, I don't know. I really like that part. And there's brains all over the place you can yeah, get. Yeah. Um, I always you see these paintings all over the walls. I had thought that she was going to be Lily, and Lily had been warped into some twisted creature or something. Because they <laughs> I, have I a similar voice actor. Um, but that whole section, I mean, people kind of, I've noticed some of the commentary in the forum thread and so forth is that the platforming is one of the weaker elements in the game. And I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. I think, like I was saying earlier, they just need to teach you which mechanics they plan to use again. They, there's... I think that part's pretty straightforward, though. Yeah, that's true. I didn't actually have too much of a hard time just 
traversing through. Like it made sense. There could have been a little bit better leading of which path I kind of should have taken. Like you know, because I think like I really liked how free form it was. So it was like this is a place that was torn apart. Find your way up. That, I mean, that's fine too when there's when there's meant to be multiple paths. This one I I don't know if there necessarily was, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a weird thing. Like where it, okay, yeah. well I believe like, Shigor essentially leads you in the right direction if you like follow where she's peeking out of. I don't know that that's well, true. Well, it I, seems like she's everywhere though. Yeah, because like I did that once and Especially, I'm like I'm supposed to climb yeah, you, this and I couldn't until later yeah. when you stood start. That's another thing is arbitrary yeah. when I could climb those fence things at the beginning and then later. I didn't like that very much, but yeah. that part was fine. But like, once you got to the part where, um, like the there was like this uh, green goop on the floor. Yeah, that part it it was challenging in a good way for a while. But then it got to the point where I had just fallen from the top all the way down to <laughs> the bottom. Far away to fall. Oh, is that when the room times. is like kind of sideways? Uh, no, it's more um, like you first no, come it's and there's like acid, oh, and then it's like really. Yeah, broken apart and you can uh you can actually start climbing up the side of the building yeah right um, okay i know what part you're talking about and actually when i was on the outside of the building getting those brains i don't know if you guys noticed this as well but if you look out into the sky oh the faces in the clouds yeah. oh, yeah, the guy is action really going creepy. on there yeah, it was really creepy and it was very yeah, it reminded like me of a I, wrote, from Earth I wrote down very very uh nightmare before christmas this whole <laughs> section yeah kind of remind me of that um but then you get to the top and you meet um, the uh, the twink of this game. Uh, you Dr. meet the Lo- Mr. Pokelope. Sam Pokelope. Oh, Mr. Pokelope. I love Mr. Mr. Pokelope. How would you not love Mr. Pokelope? Especially because he's, he's like... so good. He's like Lando Calrissian. <laughs> who likes <laughs> birthday right, cake. baby. <laughs> um, I just love when he started talking. Yeah. It was a little disappointing that you never actually fight the... Um, the, Mr. Le, or Dr. Lobato? Yeah, he, yeah, just, he yeah. went out. He went out. I wrote in my notes, Lobato goes out like a bitch. <laughs> that is in my notes. <laughs> yeah, it was a little disappointing. Um, I kind of like the... I and I, In theory, I like how they blended your inner demons with uh, Coach Oleander's, but... Yeah. I don't know. So let's start talking about the last section. So you All go right, from right. the top part of the Insane Asylum, which is kind of a... Not really puzzly, you just... You know, do a couple, fall, you know, connect the dots, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get into the tank battle um, where you have to throw the concrete blocks at the... It just reminds me of all so many Zelda battles where a creature is being guarded by some twirling stuff and you pull them off with your hook shot yeah, and it, beat them. Yeah, it was pretty unique. Like, um, it was weird to see that in that game. And I didn't know for the longest time that you had to light the his little barrier on fire. Yeah, because sometimes you have to light things on fire and sometimes they look like wood and you can just break them. Um, yeah, the kind of consistency there with what they want to teach the player, I think, is that just a little bit more polish that I think could have just assume used. you can burn everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't really use the burning very much, even after I leveled up. But when it did, it made that part a lot easier because it caught so much of it on fire. And you just chuck the concrete. I mean, it wasn't a very tough battle. Um, and then you lose your brain to some sneezing powder, and your brain gets morphed with. Uh, in the tank with what's left of Oleander's brain. And you get to see the child Oleander who is, uh, he's adorable. Annoying. <laughs> annoying. Is he, no, accused. he is cute as hell. He is cute, but the game makes him annoying because of the, Oh, my face or whatever he says. I, I don't know. I felt like my heart melted every time he was like, Oh, 
I think it was it. a sad story. <laughs> it was cute. When like you, I didn't think it was annoying at all. When you're trying I had to, to turn off subtitles there, and put voice volume down just for that part. I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was stressful, but it wasn't annoying. I, you guys can deal the, with it. But it's just the same dialogue over and over. I think maybe that's what I found annoying, especially considering that this game does such a good job with like. The, the neighborhood level, level where, like, every G-man has, like, 20 different di- dialogue lines. Mm-hmm. Like, this kid only has one thing he says say. No, he, has, he has more than one. I was like, I two. He, has, he says, one. like, ten different things. Um, Maybe if you weren't so slow, you would get up there and help him quicker. <laughs> and then he wouldn't be um, annoying to you. I don't know. I thought Maybe if the freaking... Part where you have to catch the sword and throw it into the spinning wheel yes, wasn't so exactly, annoying. Exactly, Crystal. Let's say if that part wasn't so bad, the rest of the platforming, yeah. But that, what kind of mechanic is that? Especially on a timed I, I element where like, okay, it. you jump and it kind of hits. All right, oh, there goes my sword. Got to wait for it to come around. Oh, he hit me again. Okay. Oh, I missed it. Oh, but this one kind of got in the middle. Middle. Oh, I won't catch that one. Oh, okay. I finally got it. Going up. No. Oh, and he's what? dead. It was just an issue of timing where, like, you have to – every time I did it, maybe I did it on accident, but I would jump up as soon as, like, he throws it and then do a double jump. So as soon as, like, I do my double jump, it hits, and then I come down and grab it mm, as soon as it hits. Not for me. So that – I never had a problem uh, with that. Well, that's good because then I could see how you would have enjoyed that part. But if you had died <laughs> at that part, every, like, no, 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 four no. times. Believe me, I did die <laughs> – at the second time the sword thing happens multiple times because for some reason I forgot that you can use your uh, levitation ball as a balloon to float. So for that second one, I was wondering why the hell I wasn't making that jump to that second platform. And uh, that was getting a little annoying. But not Oleander. He was just adorable. Let's see. So after you finish getting up through the meat circus, is that the portion, just that part they made easier or this whole section we're talking about mm, I, have no I, idea. I, I really have no idea mm. i just know that like they patched something about the meat circus okay does it so, always feel like it bad. needed to be patched um, yeah I don't one know. part for sure the spiral with the flames the spiral cage when janky. you're uh, doing dad's torture that chamber obstacle some, course it was a little janky like but if you got on the inside it was easy it's true but like there's just too much weird feedback on yeah, what it is you should definitely. should do there. Um, yeah. The, the camera angles are not cooperating nearly enough. That was always my problem with that part. I'm like, camera okay, angles. if they want me to do a spiral thing, that should have been somewhere earlier so I could start seeing how I should be doing that. Like, the going mm-hmm. in, like But that's the first time you ever have to climb up a spiral, and that was weird. Um, that part I found very challenging and annoying. Um, I also found the, having to mount the parallel tight ropes right before that really annoying. Yeah, you, you mentioned that earlier. Just I didn't find that to be a problem. I don't know. That came back to me easy. So but what, I, I see it's another issue of they introduce this thing and you never do it. Yeah, I think once I figured out, you know, after like the 20th time, like the, the quickest way to get up there. But, you know, before that, it was pretty annoying. Um, but actually, before this section, which we've mostly covered, the love tunnel is actually one I, I had the biggest issue with. It was the rail skating where you had to make the jump that was like a succession of jumps. And I died there like and that one the worst part is I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. And I still don't. Like I feel like I just lucked out. Like I went as fast as I could one time and I died. I went 
um, not as fast, and then I went too slow, and I couldn't make the jump. And then once I went sure. really fast and made all three, but then all of a sudden I should have died, but they just kind of, like, ported me into the next one anyway. Garrett, did you try not jumping at all? No, I did not. <laughs> I, I didn't jump jumped. at all. You, It's like that Mario thing where, like, if you have, like, a gap in the floor, you can just keep running. Before in the game? I don't know. Like, it was just too... Ca- like, there were a few that you had to jump, but near the end where, like, there was, there was like, just, like, a, a bunch no, of gaps... I jumped them all. Jumped them all. Can you I double didn't, jump I didn't. past I that? I just, like... You can double jump if you're going it. as fast as possible. Oh. You'll clear them, and you'll barely hit the last one. It'll kind of help you. Yeah, like, I, I flew through that area. Like, I did not... I didn't even get to see anything in the Tunnel of Love area because I blew past it. I didn't die once. So I was like, okay. Oh, was... man, I did that. I don't know how I lucked out. So, but... Well, it sounds like you had a good experience for this whole portion of the game, which you know is what, great. Ben, you're going to hate it if you go back and try to get all the figments on that freaking rail flight. That. <laughs> so if you get the figments, what is it? If you get, like, level 100 or whatever it is you can get, yeah, what is that unlock cheats or what does that do it, for you? It, uh... This okay. I guess the rank 100 prize really depends on how much you love the game because the rank 100, uh, the prize is you unlock a movie which just features a little movie with Sam and Linda and how they used to be an item. Wait, Sam? A Sam Pokelope. <laughs> oh my god, I want that. <laughs> no, you don't, Ben. Yeah, you I do, do. Ben. You want to know about? I want to see how po- Pokelope, Pokelope and the Longfish. Pokelope yep. is great. That's adorable. You should be 8-bit chiptune DJ Pokelope. <laughs> you know, you can go back to camp and show Pokelope to all the other campers. Wait, how? What? I think you just, uh... How do you get Pokelope? I think you go back to the beginning of Thorny Towers and you summon Linda to take you back across the lake. What? Oh, and Yeah, but how do you how do you get Pokelope? Oh, you, when you go in and you actually, like, show him the cave oh, and you levitate so- him out. So if you don't give him back right away, you can just yeah. run away with Mr. Pokelope? You can run away. Oh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I love Mr. Pokelope. How did you guys know that you needed the cake? Um, I used FAQ. I, <laughs> no, I, I found out. Straight up. I, I used clairvoyance on him, and apparently he envisioned Rez as a piece of cake with goggles. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, adorable. that's what the cake's for. <laughs> I think no. Shigor says something about cake, I think. I didn't hear you. No, at that point, I was like, I've got to finish. We are waiting on the podcast. There cannot be any more holdups. So it's like, now give the cake to him. Like, oh, okay. I probably wouldn't have figured that out for quite a while. Thank you, (laughs) FAQ. Um, Okay, so. Wait, since we're talking about that part, can we talk about the part where Crawler just like blasting through the roof with like the Tonio on his back? Oh, just that fight scene? Yeah. Between uh, Oleander and. Mila and Sasha? It's so good. It's so good. Just do the mind blasts and there's just fighting and I don't really remember yeah, that. Yeah, just that much. little action set piece. Oh, and okay. then nothing says true man's like sharing your first kiss in front of an asylum and fire. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he exploded and she was like, wow. Yeah, they were pretty cute and very entertaining, the two of them. Um, yeah. Wait, do you ever put on the friendship bracelet? Oh, I didn't do that. I don't think you can. Like, I always tried it. to put it on, but it was like I don't want to put this on yet. You can't put it on, but I believe you can use um, clairvoyance, clairvoyance, or telekinesis on it. And then you get to see a little scene where why Lily hasn't gotten her brain removed yet is because she has a head cold. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Well, I miss like stuff like that. I I would want to explore fully. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's finish this up. So. 
big top. The water fills up. It's a lot, lot of platforming. I feel it was challenging. It was, but as I've said many times now, there are certain elements they want you to do that you haven't done enough or ever before for that to be the last challenge in the game. I don't think you should be throwing necessarily curveballs like that of things that haven't happened. Um, you get to the top, and then you start a series of boss fights where first it's the uh, the butcher. Olander's butcher dad. And you just kind of roll around and um, run up his arm or levitate like Shadow the Colossus arm. style. Yeah. A little. <laughs> and punch him in the head. Um, wasn't too bad. And then the two become one and morph into this crazy version of the same thing where they just throw spikes. And then again, it's levitate something into the boss or telekinesis it, and then jump up and punch him in the head. Yeah, for that, I thought like it was the same thing when he was on fire. That like I I still had to wait for him to like lodge his cleaver in the ground. I did for and, a like, while. To his face, and then I was like, he's doing that too damn quick. Yeah, it was really getting me mad. But yeah. then again, I never think to use telekinesis on anything. Yeah, well, that's the Ben lesson of Game Club. Use telekinesis and yes. almost everything. Use telekinesis. That or burn and everything. Light things on fire. Raz's dad is Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I liked him. Straight. I thought he was a good character. Oh yeah, but he was like, oh, it's Abe. Basically, yeah. What's up, Abe? He's a top hat. That's all. Um, so I, I like how they pretty much like turned the whole bit where like in the beginning of the game, Raz was always talking about like how his dad hated psychics and everything, and then like you see this manifestation of his dad in his head, and he's like this evil, demented mm-hmm. dude. He's like death to all psychics, but then he shows up and I'm like, and he's completely chill. Or best oh, like, yeah. and especially when his dad's like. Is that how you see me? Yeah, that was amazing. I do like how his obstacle course is like, we didn't need psychic powers, we always have acrobatics. And I'm like, wait, don't I need to use levitation to get through those rings of fire? This is an acrobatics dad. (laughs) Well, it is twisted evil dad. Well, if you had a real balloon. (laughs) A circus balloon. Yeah. So, okay, we've talked about the game now. Let's come to some final thoughts. Close up this game club we've been waiting so long to do. Uh, ben, lay it down. Your final thoughts, and then answer the questions. Would you would you recommend it to someone? Yes. Would you play it again? Is it a classic? Okay. Two final thoughts. One is like maybe my favorite thing about the game, and that's just like the attention to detail. Of course. Right. I think that shines through. Is just like the coolest thing about this game. Just with the little stuff, like when you're running away from uh, Linda the lungfish, and like that air bubble, and you see like fish falling from the quote-unquote ceiling like it just i had forgotten up until that point it's like yeah we're underwater right now aren't we and just the fact that we have underwater life falling from the ceiling that this air bubble is making is kind of cool and also stuff like um i forgot to mention this earlier but it was like one of my favorite things in um the milkman conspiracy if you punch one of like the little girl scouts Mm -hmm. And you get arrested by the G-Men. Oh, yeah. That's like, awesome. every time you get arrested, like, they'll grill you about, like, they'll ask you, like, random questions. Right. And little did I know that, uh, I guess what you do actually affects that. Because uh, they asked me, it's like, what did the Rainbow Sprinkle tell you? Why did you punch that little girl? <laughs> and, like, I was rolling on the floor. That was, Are like, you an the best thing. Yes. It's like, what did you see in that house? Mine asked me a lot, do you like to get arrested? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> because when I when I first started, right, I didn't you, have you the stop sign, so I just it. kept maybe I'll jump by him, maybe I'll invisible by him. And, <laughs> what is incredible. the purpose of the goggles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
And I think my least favorite thing about the game, unfortunately, is just uh, I I feel like I missed a cutscene or something somewhere where they established Oleander as the actual villain. Because there was the bit where you fight like the um, the blueprint tank, mm-hmm. and for some reason, like as soon as you get out of there, like Sasha Nine is like, "Did you see that?" And Raz was like, "Yeah, that was Oleander's brain." And then I was like, "Was it really?" Oh yeah. It's yeah. Like, what made you think that that there was a tank there? No, and, because like, in basic from training, then on, there's that part like right before you meet at the very end. There's like the little white hallway at the end. That you yeah. walk towards, and he's like, no, you're not supposed to go in there. That's where you first see it. Oh! Ben oh, just no. had a revelation. Oh, man! Ben, ben revelation here on the podcast, <laughs> breaking news. All right. That was a bad well, spot to miss. shoot me in the foot. No, I I went into that room. Well, of course you have to. But I, I guess it was just a long time between that and when I got to that point in the game. Either way, like, my issue is still sort of a thing. Like, okay, they establish him as the villain. That's great. But I feel minor, like though. you never, from that point on till the very end of the game, you never see him doing anything as a villain. Mm-hmm. He just sort of exists as this invisible bad guy that they never quite establish as the bad guy. Yeah. I, I feel like from that moment, they're just like, Oleander's the bad guy. Okay, you better believe that because we're not going to... Yeah, like, you don't see him, him being in a bad the, guy for the longest time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I didn't feel convinced that. Right for a game that, that fleshes out characters so well. Yeah, they do not develop the motivations or anything about the bad guys of the game, and that I'd say even from the beginning where I said, well, "Who are we fighting? Why are we fighting?" All of those never really get really as as. Well told a story as the small narratives they tell about, like uh, Fred Napoleon in his battle with his self. Like, yeah. So it is kind of weak. But answer the questions, Ben. Would you play it again? Yeah. And would you recommend it to someone who has never played a game like it before? Absolutely. And is it a classic? Is it a classic? Honestly, like this is one of the better games we played for Game Club. So I'd say so. Yes, yes, yes. Like a, lo- a lot of people put this game down as like a, a sort of example of good writing but not so good gameplay. Mm, I, yeah. But screw that. I like games that Suda51 makes and those games <laughs> have awful gameplay compared to awesome writing. This is not nearly as bad as that. So yeah, this is a great game and everyone should play it. All right, Crystal, any final thoughts? Yeah, Psychonauts definitely my favorite game. I'm glad I've been uh, telling you guys to play it for the longest time. And for now that we finally time. have, it's all good. Okay, so I, I imagine for all the questions, it's probably me, yes. Is it a classic? Is it all those things, right? You, yeah. you did play it again. I think, my, uh, yeah, I think one of my favorite things about it is that it essentially is, has the feeling of a point-and-click adventure, but it's still like a platforming, and yeah. it's still creative. I like the, uh, the dialogue is great. Everything looks really mm-hmm. thematic, so... So it's a good contrast from my usual game collection, which is all straight-up serious business, but this one's more lighthearted and fun. Yeah, I think, for me, they're all yeses. I'd play it again, I'd recommend it, and I'd actually recommend it as a true classic. I think this is the sort of game they should teach in, like, a gaming 101 sort of class for game design, because despite its flaws, they're the kind of flaws that would be easily explained of why they happen. Yeah. A little bit more time, mm-hmm. a little bit more work with uh, the, 
the publisher and you know business reasons it's, were kind of even more experienced because yeah, as Crystal said, this is this dude's first platformer um, and it was fun. It was good. But the things they and got they left right such are, a huge sequel hawk. They should make Psychonauts too. Right. <laughs> the things they got right are things that would work in other games that still needs to happen today. So I wrote down a bunch of like, you know, back of the box buzzwords as I was playing and like level oh variety. <laughs> Just having mm-hmm. really beautifully fleshed out different worlds, um, that having interesting characters that interact with each other, that attention to detail, like smaller little things throughout the level that are fun, um, excellent voice acting, and really oh, yeah. humorous uh, throughout the thing. And just having a really original game worth playing. Um, I, I put it in league with Beyond Good and Evil for me because it's sort of a same a similar game for me. It's a platformer that I hold in high regard, mm. but it's a good size. Like, it's not too long. It's not too short. It's, like, just the right amount of gameplay, I think. And it's, I think that's the kind of game that you can hand to someone who doesn't play these games, and they can get into it easier because there's not such a huge commitment. But there's just enough that you feel like, yeah, I've, fin- I've accomplished something. It's not too it's easy. interesting. It's interesting you say that because, like, before I had even played Psychonauts, for some reason I always mixed those two games in my brain. Oh, as really? Being sort of similar. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know why. Beyond Good and Evil has a different platforming mechanic. It's not as platform heavy and a little bit mm-hmm. different of a world, but, like, they're both good examples of these, like, worlds that are so self contained that could have made great series uh, of other games that just didn't get picked up for, you know, one reason or another. So. Uh, excellent game. Really enjoyed it. I'm going to go my iPhone and listen to the rest of the commentary for the, yeah, for, sure. for the vault viewer stuff. So it's uh, free. Everyone should it's do it. free. That. Yes. Okay. So let's close this up. We'll give our final word over to Kevin and then announce our ex baseball winner and close out the show. Yeah. Stay tuned. I'm Kevin Williams, the godfather of the podcast, the man with the plan like the maniac milkman, and this is my final word. You know, a lot of people talk about the milkman conspiracy, but I gotta admit, Lungfishopolis is my favorite level. It's just something about games where I get to be the gargantuan beast, wreaking havoc over the tiny citizens, crushing the buildings under my heel. Rampage, War of the Monsters, Blast Core to some degree, I even have a soft spot for that Godzilla sequence in Bart's Nightmare. And plus, let's face it, I'm Canadian. I identify with the little guy. And you can't get much littler than an ordinary lungfish who gets dragged into the lake and transformed into a monstrous creature by ne'er-do-wells. It's probably the most touching story in video games since Smoke's backstory from Mortal Kombat. Then you show up in wild, twisted paranoia land. And hey, it's refreshing to reach a level where you use your wits to survive. No sensors hunting you down, no tanks shooting at you. Just you and a variety of household implements. I feel like there's something about it though, something odd. It affects my thinking. The first time I played the game, I couldn't even get into the level. It took me a good 15 minutes to figure out how, just because all the building stomping made me forget about the brain portal I was supposed to use. And this time around, I kept getting shot down by the sniper until I remembered, oh, that's right, I've got a psychic shield. Once again, I'm reminded of the strength of Psychonauts' design. They're not just going to sugarcoat the scenes for you like that. It's up to you to remember what powers you've got at your disposal and then put them to work. But the disadvantage to this system arises when you hit your mental roadblocks. I don't mean the kind where secret agents wander around with stop signs. 
Sometimes I just forget what I've got in my inventory. Oh yeah, I've got telekinesis. Maybe I should try throwing things around. You see, we're gamers. We're creatures of habit. When we find a trick or a technique that works for us, we tend to stick to it. After all, rote repetition is the only way to get through the classics. Psychonauts is trying to teach us to see things differently, to take a minute and drink it all in, flip through our inventory and think about the solutions instead of just blindly smashing our way through the puny dog orphanages that stand in our way. Ugh. Thanks a lot, Psychonauts. Now my brain hurts. Well, I guess I'll just have to pull it out again. For Fangamer, I'm Kevin Williams. I think it's time to we'll end the chapter on Psychonauts. Uh, I don't know that we'll be coming back to this one anytime soon, but I'm glad we finally got to do it. I don't know what game is coming next for Game Club. It's going to be something for Halloween, something spooky-ish. We need to figure that out. But uh, <laughs> we need to uh, Sweet home. <laughs> we need to finally uh, announce our Game Club winner of the contest that we put together, gosh, weeks ago. For X baseball after packs, X baseball. All right, so the winner is the winner for the whole thing because they had both most hits and the highest score. Drum roll, please. The winner of our X baseball contest is Zafe. with a high score of oh jeez thirty six thousand seven hundred and forty. And oh my god! Top, Wait, what? R- one more time? Thirty-six thousand seven hundred and forty. <laughs> and a, top hits, one hundred and forty-one. Yeah, good job, buddy. So Excellent the way we work. should do this uh, right here, I need to play it. the uh, the Psychonauts theme where like you get a new badge. Oh, you want me to oh, cue yeah, that up again? <laughs> <laughs> um, you should uh. Let's see. What's the problem? You email the podcast at Fangamer email uh, your mailing address where you want me to ship your stuff to, and I'll get it out hopefully soon here. And it'll be awesome. Your prizes will be on the way. Um, I think that's it. We'll close out the show here. Um, first, thanking Crystal for joining us, helping us split this game up so we could even play it in the first place. Thank you, Crystal. Well, thank you for inviting me to join the podcast. Um, if they want to follow you on the Twitters and so forth, where how can they do that? Uh, my Twitter is now Crystalis, K-R-Y-S-T-L-E-I-S. All right. Ben, if people want to follow up with uh, your dancing exploits, how could they do that? You can go to twitter.com slash B-E-N-C-A-R-I-G-N-A-N. That's Ben Kerrigan. And if you would and like... look at me tweet about girls booty me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Atacron, A-T-I-C-R-O-N. If you want to follow Fangamer on Twitter, twitter.com slash Fangamer. Uh, you can be our, our buddy on Facebook. You can sign up for our newsletter, hear about our important cool events. You can watch Office Cam on Fridays at 5.30 or 6 specific time. And then the time change is going to screw that all up. Then I have no idea what time it will be. Um, <laughs> but... You can watch that on the same channel where you can watch the live recording of our podcast every Sunday, generally around 10 p.m. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, which is Twitch TV slash Fangamer. Um, any other news stuff coming up? Um, I, oh, I would say 
this. We have a lot of reprints coming out. Uh, we're getting ready for the holiday season. If there's any shirts or things you're thinking about for the holidays, I would definitely consider putting aside your monies sooner rather than later because uh, it's going to be a big holiday for Fangamer. Uh, things like the shirtness, we've gotten a lot of it, They're but I would be I would not be surprised if we actually started selling out of sizes already um, come Black Friday. So uh, save, your, save your monies in your piggy bank and pick up your stuff soon. Uh, with that, we're going to close out the show. Until next week, uh, sayonara. Later. Later.